taken out by a cheeseburger sometimes. <laughs> Turkey as just a meat? Yeah. Fuck off. Oh, that's all right, man. I sent nudes to my primary school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing this man is guilty of is rekindling his youth. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, baby! Let's watch Chuck! Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome back to the Boys Watch Charm for like the first time in ages. Oh, Sam here. Alex, sorry, we started recording we're, we're, this. We're snacking pretty much. While we're eating fucking peanuts. <laughs> William Gibb is here. Oh, boys. It's been, man, what has it been like four months since we've actually done an episode? It's been a lifetime. It's been a lifetime. It's been a really, really long time. And I even forgot like my tradition about how I watch a Charmed episode. And, you know, I was just mm. getting back into the flow of that. What's your tradition? I play FIFA while I watch it. Oh, Because I can't sit yeah. and watch a whole episode. It's so boring. And you can ingest actually what's going on? 100%. Oh, Man, fuck. You've got that Gen Z attention span shit going on. Well, yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, I can't fucking do that. I have yeah. to make sure, like, the lighting's right. I have to make sure it's, like, I fucking need full focus on this thing, mm. especially because I have tuned out before and gone on my phone and then missed the fucking point of the episode. Yeah. I can't, I can't do shit while I watch it. Mind you, I ate... Now, I think it's probably worth noting, this is the second episode recording of episode eight because the first one we did before lockdown, mm. we just... It's just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was completely unreleasable. What did, we, what did we record for, like, an hour and 40 minutes or something? A, a very long time, and there was nothing good about it. There wasn't a single good point. Um, it's probably worth mentioning, uh, thank you to all our new listeners, yada, 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 and everyone that has messaged all of us, oh, yeah. being like, when's the new when's the new episode coming out? We really like you guys. Yeah, shout out to all of you. If I, can, I wish I'd write down some names, but a couple people reached out and were like, mm. hey, can't wait for the next episode. When's it coming out? I was like, oh, fuck, people listen to this shit. Yeah, it's Phillip, been really flattering. Philip, uh, Sammy J... Speaky McGee, all you legend. Oh, Speaky McGee hit yeah. me up as well. Whatever, thank you for sticking with us and uh, hopefully there's no more interruptions. Yeah, fingers crossed now that lockdown's open, we can just keep sliding on through and doing this this absolutely stupid fucking podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before uh, I guess we get into the episode, we should probably check in, I reckon. Sam, how's your last four months been? Oh, well... How long we got? <laughs> do you want to do another hour, 40 minutes of me in a therapy session? It's been shit. Started lockdown, everything good. Ended lockdown, mm. single, lost a bunch of money. I busted up my ankle, got a groin hernia. Yeah, It's just been one thing after the fucking other. Every time I go out to try and better myself the last four months, my body has just gone, I don't fucking think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to improve. This is going to be a fun juxtaposition. Will, how's your last four months been? <laughs> Gained a lot of followers and made a lot of money. No. <laughs> uh, no, my lockdown was like, you know, like everyone else's. It was depressing. Yeah. But I tried to stay busy. And, you know, I got my roommate back and then I lost them again. And that was fun. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Other than that, it was, it was good. You lost them? Well, they went away again. It was like I was waiting for my roommate to come back. Are you talking about Ed? Yeah. Right. And then he gets back and then we're like, yay. And then he's like, I'll go go in about Ed Oxenbold, by the way, if you're like me and don't care about small time (laughs) actors. (laughs) Alex, how was your lockdown? How was your lockdown? Um, Lockdown was, I'm fucking chewing. Jesus Christ, hold on one second. This fucking, here's the thing about Serbs. Manners maketh the cunt. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'm ready. Ask me again. Alex, <laughs> how was your lockdown? Uh, my lockdown was actually all right. Like, I don't think 
there was anything wrong with it. It wasn't depressing. It was just boring. You run out of shit to do. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I think if this were the Goldilocks situation, I would be just right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. too cold, too hot, just <laughs> right over here. That's a stick of my hair. What's that? That's a stick at my hairstyle because I've red hair. What's that? No, I can't. It's just, no, no, yeah, it's a Goldilocks metaphor. It's a Goldilocks metaphor, you dumb idiot. Dude, also, by the way, pick one haircut. Pick oh. one. You all, I, every time I see you with something new, you're too young to be going through this many crises. I reckon shave it off. I've done that. He's already done that. That's what I'm saying. He's done all of it. So do we, we don't like this. I like it, but pick one. Hold on. I'm really confused. When has your hair been different? Sometimes it's not. Well, this is a little mullet. Sometimes it's not the mullet. I've Hold on, I remember before. the mullet. Actually, no, I agree. It was. I like had a, really a rat's short tail mullet. at one point. Yeah, a rat's yeah that tail was a well, terrible yeah. look. I'm gonna level with you. Tail. That was bad. So what I is this? It. Do you feel like you constantly have to like retransform yourself? Or what's up? I like it because I feel like with hair at a private school, it was very had to be very much the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like hair changes the way you look the most. Mm. And whenever yep. I don't like the way I look, whenever I because f- I feel like I've got a little bit of body. Dis- I don't like the way I look. Right. So. Sometimes when I hit the point of like, oh, I'm so sick of how I look, I'll change my hair and then I have a bit of confidence. So I right. agree with you, it is crisis identity. Mm-hmm. What I will say though, is that I completely... F- oh yeah, no, I remember. Mm-hmm. What I will say though, mullets are now taken over by the gays. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of gay dudes with mullets on Grindr. Yeah. I think we've won the battle. I think mullets are now gay. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you had to think, I'm like, if you had to hear the phrase... Party in the uh, party in the back, business in the front. <laughs> that's pretty gay. You're like, that's, that's gay. gay. It's a gay pseudonym. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that whole that whole gay eighties aesthetic is coming back. Like even in lockdown, I got really bored mm. and just shaved myself a giant, ridiculous, bright red handlebar mustache. And then I had to reveal my bloody it looked good. John Belushi chin. <laughs> Whereas one chin trying to fight the other chin for dominance. <laughs> And uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell whether so you said it looked good, but mm. I felt like a dude who'd just been fired from the fruit shop. Like I just felt seedy <laughs> and weird and it made me uncomfortable. I feel like there's some like strength in being seedy, because I grew I grew a little fucking like um like McLovin Mo. Oh yeah, you grew some lip oh, fluff. Yeah. Yeah, I had like a little McLovin Mo in in for the for the better half of lockdown and I kind of enjoyed feeling a little bit ratty. It's weird it being like like my favorite pair of sunnies I own are like these deep, dark Ray-Ban mm. 70s porn star mm-hmm. sunnies. And with the mustache, it turns into this thing where it's like, oh, you're going for this. Get me a gold chain and say some real cooked shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, no, we would do that. Look at him. Look at him with his gold chain and his glasses. But the in-between, it makes me feel weird. It's like yeah. commit or don't commit to being seedy. It's hard to pick a aesthetic without looking like you're LARPing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, no one's like, well, you know, new year, new me. I think I'm going to start rocking a tartan skirt and a leather vest. I'm going to braid my hair. I'm going to become this whole Viking every time I go to the pub. That's what I'm saying. I think there's something about like when you see a dude with like the um, fear and loathing in Las Vegas sunnies yeah. and or like the like puff out, like open shirt, gold chain. There's something about it where it's like you're going for, you look like the guy from Jonestown. Yeah. And that's what you. And it doesn't look like that's your aesthetic. It looks like you're dressing up as him. Yeah, it looks like you're all drinking in the park because you put something in the cordial. Yeah, it's like we've all come down here to listen to some Aussie hip hop a bit too loudly, and yeah. in an hour and a half, all your friends are going to be on the ground dead. Straight up. 
But, oh well, that never happens and people are still drinking in the park like a shitty, shitty, shitty music festival. Yeah, but it's good to be back inside and I hope you all feel good, uh, fucking everybody that's listening to this. Uh, thank you for fucking tuning in wherever you're listening. I hope you're actually playing us in a park. Yeah. I hope you're playing us loud over a Bluetooth speaker so- and people are hating it. Somewhere in Bruges. Mm-hmm. Shout out to like the couple of Belgian listeners <laughs> we have. Oh yeah. We have I- some mad international motherfuckers. Yeah, we really do. I hope you got the worst news of your life. I really do. And I hope that uh, now you're going to listen to us and we're going to put you in a slightly better mood. Yeah, I hope you put us in your ears while you're walking away from your mother's wake. We, <laughs> <laughs> we really want to cheer you up. Uh, R.I.P. Mrs. Finnegan. What is, what's a Belgian name? I don't know, man. Hitler? Hitler? <laughs> That's Austrian. What? Austria. It's like Belgium, but from the dark side. Speaking oh. of dark side, mm-hmm. season one. Yeah. Episode, episode eight. eight. The truth is out there. Dot, dot, dot. And it hurts. Oh, damn. And I'm reading the synopsis. Do it. Let's do it. Prude decides she must find out how Andy will react to her being a witch. So she casts a truth spell. The 24-hour spell makes anyone around the sisters tell the truth. But is the truth what they really want to hear? Well, I gotta be honest, you killed that reading. Yeah, straight up. You killed that reading. That was wild. You took me with you. Thank you, guys. What a journey. Boys, this episode of Charmed, season one, episode eight, this was... It's brought to you by the Australian Radio Network. (laughs) (laughs) It had to. (laughs) <laughs> uh, should we just touch on that really quickly now that you've mentioned it yeah. oh yeah that'll be a fun thing. yeah let's do it yeah yeah so like uh, just to clarify up top Australian Radio Network is mm. the uh, parent company behind iHeartRadio yeah. Today FM our, our big radio stations here in mm. Australia and then internationally yes and my agent and also Will's agent uh, reached out to them to potentially produce and like sponsor etc the boys watch Charmed mm. um, and we got a very good email back that essentially said, fuck off. <laughs> um, it was, it was it, the, I think that the, the words that they used were uh, funny, but a little bit too blue for our listeners. Yeah. I think we're the enemies of ARN now on this podcast. I think so too. I think, I think we finally found the podcast mm. arch nemesis. I, I think, so. think they're great. <laughs> yeah. oh, is there a particular reason for that, Will? No, but I think, you know what? Power to them. And they got great taste. Maybe. I, um, they should have... That email essentially just read, you guys talk about dicks too much. If you can make something boring, we're in. Otherwise, yeah. get ready for a $2 million copyright That fine. was basically it. They were like, hey, can you put on some corduroy VB hats and talk about how good a sausage rolls? <laughs> and we will send you a million dollars. Can you do a podcast about living in a house, please? Or something? <laughs> yeah. If you could do the podcast version of the Smith Street Band, here comes money, dude. <laughs> And they're like, they, what they say it's like it's finite content, and I'm like, there is a million seasons of charm. Finite episodes. content, motherfucker. We're on season one, episode eight of six seasons, and there's a reboot. Yeah, we're all years older than when we started. In fact, this is a prison that we've built ourselves. We've said it many, many yeah. times. We're not see, we're not making it out of this alive. We've That's only done eight episodes. No, but this is another thing that people don't understand. There's a high chance before we finish this podcast, one of us dies. Oh yeah, dude. Before we finish this season. Yeah. The rate I've been living. <laughs> We're going to be fucking doing the finale of season three at Sam's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Should we get into it? All right. Okay. Episode eight. So that opens on uh, this gentleman called Dr. Oliver Mitchell. 
He's uh, a cell-based biological scientist, mm-hmm. and he's been uh, met by this weird, creepy dude who looks very familiar to me. I'm not sure about you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen him be a creep in something yeah. else. It's um, it's it's like the kids show where he, I thought uh, he looks like the guy from uh the bedtime, the princess. Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like Super Mario Mushroom version of that guy. Yeah. Like, he got taller. Yeah. yeah. He's Inconceivable, that yeah, guy. That guy. <laughs> yeah, he that looks dude, like yeah. That's what I kept thinking it yeah. was. Yeah. And so, like, he meets him in the car park, this strange dude in the suit, and he starts talking to this Dr. Oliver Mitchell, being like, oh, I love your work. Uh, your theory of cell de- uh, regeneration is a huge hobby of mine. And then he murders him. Like, he, you, we don't really know how, but he, like, shoots him with some sort of ray that burns a hole in the doctor's head. And so we're like, all right, okay, bold start. And then we have uh, the Charm Sisters, the wonderful Prue, Piper, and Phoebe. Yep. Who Keeping in Charm fashion where you see a brutal murder and then wind chimes. Beautiful shot of the house, it's daytime. <laughs> well, they're, they're at a movie theater, right? And one of them, for whatever reason, has brought a fucking magic eight ball to the movies with them. Mm. Um, and uh, the movie they're seeing is Love's Deadly Desire. Mm, which yeah, is, great I don't movie. know, ooh, foreshadowing. Ooh. <laughs> and so the girls go to the movies, but Piper has to leave because she's getting called into work from a dickhead uh, chef boss or whatever. Mm. The What's his name? Um, Ma- Matthew. Martin. 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 The name. gayest man. Dude, have you ever met a Martin you like? Uh, yes. Yes? But I have met the wonderful Martin Wong from Brisbane. But I will say this. That man has a habit of making people not like is him. Is that MJ Wong? MJ Wong. His yeah. name's Martin. Oh, okay. Martin Zhu sure. Wong. There you go. Other famous cunt Martins. Surely there's heaps. Martin Shkreli. Martin Shkreli, piece, of, piece shit. of shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought you were about to say Martin Scorsese. Was, <laughs> yeah. he, he probably is a piece of shit, actually, Martin Scorsese. You don't make the Wolf of Wall Street and are a lovely dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also, like, what is he, like, 85? He spent his whole career working with, like, De Niro and Pacino. I reckon that guy is... Yeah. And annoying at a fucking party. Yeah, I would agree with that. Especially because he's not one of those dudes you'd be like, is that Martin Scorsese? You know what I mean? He's always... A, he, you can always tell he's Martin Scorsese because of the people he's around. Yeah. Like, you'll see Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and then this old little elf in the middle. <laughs> yeah, 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 And you'll be like, I guess that's Martin Scorsese. I guess, I guess and it usually is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's got he's got I never made it as a mobster, so I made mobster movies vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and he's yeah, you know, he's he like gets pushed too. over by all the kids and then he goes, Yeah, well I'll I'll make a movie about this and I'll be the cool one. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, Scorsese's dick. Yeah, Scorsese's dick, and then they shit in his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was uh he's a, he was an insult before insults were a thing. Nice glass. He, yeah. he wanted to kill all his bullies and instead he just made good fellas. <laughs> Um, all right, so, so the girls go to the movie and Piper leaves to go to work. And then as Phoebe's walking Piper to her car, she bumps into this dude who killed the doctor, just purely coincidentally. And when she touches him, she has a vision. Mm. And as it was last episode, episode seven, this time the vision again is actually kind of useful. Mm. So it's like we're starting. Yeah, her power's somewhat good. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting better. There's a moment in this episode later on where I found out just how unuseful it is, but mm. we'll get into that oh, later yeah. on. But and then it goes the, to the title sequences on the line of like, um, there was a no- there was a murder, really, not this one, another one. And then, yeah. And then this is the weird part. This is the part for me in the show where I lost it. I think mm. it was so funny. We cut to the title sequence. Mm. Then we've got the establishing shot of San Francisco. The longest take where no one says anything. Mm. 
Prue walks in to the kitchen. She puts some stuff down. There's more, and it's about forty five seconds yeah. of nothing. Mm. It's like someone forgot their line. Oh, and Phoebe's carrying like five boxes of Phoebe's cereal. Phoebe's got boxes of cereal. Oh yeah, I noticed around. that as well. Mm. Why? Because I was because I was like, why is she carrying so much cereal? And then I was like, is it because they all like different cereal in the house? So she's oh. like, I'm getting the yeah, three different things like of cereal. Flakes, corn puffs, rice puffs, rice bubbles. It's like that's yeah. all just the same boring shit. Yeah, click puffs. Yeah, dude, no, there's no way. I think Click it, puffs sounds dirty. So I would yeah. say clip puffs. Clip puffs. Very good joke. But I think that if... <laughs> I think that if we were living together and one of us... If if I was like, hey, who wants cereal? And I poured a bowl, like two bowls of cereal of the same thing and the other one went, I want clip puffs. It's like, dude, you're getting wheat bix. Yeah, we're You know what I mean? Yeah, what, but- this... I'll tell you what. This is the difference between girls and guys. Again, she's like, "Oh, we all like different cereals. I'm bringing this. I'm bringing the different cereals." I wish I've ever lived. I wish I lived in a nice share house like well, that. Well, see, you I'm know? like, just grow up and have toast. All that, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I haven't had cereal in a long time. I have I love cereal when I'm stoned. That's when I go. I, I go the to like cinnamon dope. toast crunch, peanut butter balls, Captain Crunch from Redfern Convenience Store. A shout out to the best convenience store in the world. Straight up, yeah. A little pricey, and they always sell me out of date stuff. But other than that, really great. Oh, oh my god! I went and got real some, problem. I went and got some sunflower seeds from there. Cheeseburger flavored sunflower seeds. America's fucked, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? So healthy sunflower seeds covered in cheeseburger flavored salt. That sounds amazing though. Anyway, oh, they were good. Started biting into them. They shattered in my mouth. I had one go up through my tooth and in my gums. I had to go to the dentist. Classic took him 15 Sam. minutes to get rid of it for me. And it injections and the whole lot Whoa. to pull out this half a sunflower seed. Oh, you are the unluckiest yeah, cunt in the world, I, Jesus this Christ. This fucking run I'm having, I swear to God. Taken out by a cheeseburger sunflower <laughs> seed. <laughs> Just kill me already, God. Jesus oh, Christ. Whatever 16-year-old kid is running the simulation. You have, a, you have a life that even Martin Scorsese couldn't make cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they're back in the house. And uh, also, there's that scene where she puts all the cereal boxes down. Piper knocks the cereal box <laughs> off. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, Will. Am I boring you with no. the, the concept of this podcast? <laughs> Check out Will's new podcast, by the way. Oh, it will's- fuck. Oh. It'll be him and an influencer talking about corporate-approved fuck. topics. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my bank account is offended at you. <laughs> oh my god! All right, anyway. all right, okay, okay, okay. Where were we? Okay, so uh, essentially, they start talking. Leo's back, the very sexy housekeeper. Mm. Leo's returned, and Prue—not Prue—Piper and Phoebe are too busy being crazy horny for him and fighting over him again, right? Mm. And then Prue's having the issues with Andy. Does she want to tell him he's a witch? She's a witch. Does she not? And then they suggest you should use the truth spell from the Book of Shadows, right? Mm. I just want to know what the alternative is because it's either you date Andy and you don't tell him Mm. and there's warlocks and there's fucking demons... Or you you te- like the only option is to tell him if you want to be with him. It's such a 100%. it's not like I'm left-handed. Should I tell him? <laughs> it's like there are forces of the underworld that are going to be coming after me. What seems to be every day, yeah. like I I have to tell this guy. There's no other. I have a thought about this. When has anyone ever been completely honest at the beginning of a relationship? That's true. Like the the old school move is you save that shit. Until six months in, when they really have to be like, well, I'm already here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I would probably, if the chick was like, I'm a witch, I would probably actually think that's dope. But if she said that till six months in, I'm like, oh, we fucking signed a lease and shit already. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but because then she has to explain it why weird ravens keep 
pumping around and talking to her and dude with four allies rock up and trying to kill her. You could keep it up for six months. You don't think you could keep it up for six months? I reckon I could keep it up for maybe four provided we're not living together. Mm-hmm. Like if we had if we had like warlock powers, mm. I reckon you just have to be like, yeah, I'm a little flaky. But now you can turn it into this weird sort of yoga hippie inspired new age shit where you're like, oh, I've got to disappear off to the countryside for a little bit to go find myself. But yeah. It was the 90s and, I, you know, everyone was still kind of terrified of AIDS. So I think it just became this <laughs> thing where when you're dating someone, it's like, well, we're dating and you're mm. only dating that person. Mm. So are we going to get married and have kids and do exactly what society's told us to do? I reckon I would probably save the witch thing for six months. You probably keep AIDS to upfront, I would say. Not if you had AIDS. I just bet culturally people are right. having AIDS. I, see where I got confused. <laughs> I just mean culturally, I think people were considerably more monogamy focused. Right. Um. I mean, they weren't in the 70s, hence AIDS. But I mean, like, at that point afterwards, there was, like, this whole thing where it's like, when you're dating someone, you're just dating someone. So right. I like when you look at Seinfeld, it's just, it's nearly always one girl at a time that any of them are dating and they're always trying to get serious. True. I don't know, it's just something I've noticed from, like, 90s television. Okay, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, and so, uh, f- uh, not Phoebe, uh, Piper is, it goes, obviously, to the restaurant because she keeps caving because she's, She's in the process of building a backbone. Martin, her boss, is just being a piece of shit. Very and um, Phoebe borrows Prue's laptop to mm-hmm. start doing some research into these into this murder. Yeah. She and she surfs the web and she says, "Chat room saved my life." And I'm like, "This is fucking yeah ridiculous." Um, and she tries to convince Prue to go see Andy. Yes. Has and wait has the true spell been cast already? Not yet. Not yet. But it's been brought up, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm. So she tries to convince Prue to go see Andy. She's not too sure. And then we get to what I reckon is the most contentious part of this episode. Mm-hmm. Because the sandwich delivery girl, Tanya, I believe, mm-hmm. um, drops off Prue's favorite sandwich, yeah. which is yeah. turkey, turkey no, no mayo. mayo. Disgusting. How is that your favorite fucking sandwich? That's the sandwich? driest sandwich in the entire world. It's terrible. Driest meat, no driest butter, meat, no mayo. No condiment. And she, and even- also, this is what's fucked. She said, there's only one left. I saved it for you. So it's not uh, even just hers. A bunch of people in that disgusting place are loving turkey no mayo. I bet you it's on brand There's got to be butter. There's well. got to be lettuce with it. It's not just bread, turkey bread. There's no way it's that. But still, I mean, still even that, even if there's butter, even if there's lettuce, it's still mostly bread and turkey. That's just gross. Yeah, Can I just say trash. this? Turkey, it's as just a meat? Yeah. Fuck off. You eat it once a year mm-hmm. at Christmas or whenever the fucking shit it is, Thanksgiving. Congrats, mm-hmm. you killed a bunch of fucking, you know, natives. But <laughs> like, don't, it's shit, it's the worst meat. Can we all agree? There's no flavor. It's 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 nothing. It's dry. It's just it's it's chicken without anything good. I'll tell you what. This is exact. This is how gross turkey no mayo is. If a girl told me that she was a witch when we started dating, I'd be like, we can work through it. But if she was like my favorite sandwich is turkey no mayo, that would be a conversation. Yeah, because that's endemic of a wider problem with her taste and shit. Well, something's wrong. Yeah. Something has to be wrong. Yeah, you've had COVID. Now your taste buds don't work. Yeah, or you're a psychopath. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or oh, I need to taste, I need to taste the meat. You know what I mean? Those yeah. people that are like, I know sauce on my shit. You're kind of one of these people, Will, where you're like, no sauce on my shit. But that's the thing. I, I'm with it with, with, for example, a steak. Mm-hmm. I don't like sauce on a steak unless it's a red wine gravy because I want to taste the steak. It's Good. juicy and it's delicious. Very reasonable. Steak sure. is a juicy flavor for me. Yeah. Turkey is dry as fuck. You need like 
barbecue sauce, chili sauce, cranberry sauce, cranberry, cranberry sauce, bro. Something on it. Yeah. That's why it's the worst meat. It just yeah. grosses me out when someone goes like, "No, no, I have no sauce on any of my meats. I, I love to taste the meat." I'm like, "You sound like fucking Hannibal Lecter, bro. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting." That's, uh, yeah, you need to have sauce on white meats. I get it for not wanting it on red meats because mm. red meats there's flavor. I yeah, I guess bacon, so. even bacon. Is yeah, okay. yeah, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, yes, yes. I so, was going to go on a rant about pork, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so turkey no mayo, go on. Turkey may no, may no mayo. And then following that, I suppose because the sandwich was so fucking boring, she's inspired to do the truth spell and add some excitement in her life. Yeah. So she's doing the truth spell at home, but she doesn't know that Piper and Phoebe have just gotten home from mm. Piper's job and Phoebe, whatever the fuck she was doing, yep. being unemployed somewhere. And uh, so Useless. when she- Say again. Useless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst power- Worst no power, no job, trying to fuck the person that her sister is into. Mm. Pull your head in, Phoebe. Um, but yeah, okay, so Prue ends up calling Andy and leaves a message, right? Because mm. she wants the answer to the truth spell. She casts the truth spell, doesn't know her sister's at home. Mm. Suddenly they start telling the truth, right? Real quick, sorry, before you move on to that. I'll tell you what I, what I realized this episode, and I think this is really, really funny. They never open, like the girls themselves never open to the page they need. The Booker Shadows is always like, no, bitch. <laughs> yeah. This one. Like, they never like, uh, index. Okay, true spell. There it is. She just opens it and goes like, is this where it is? And it's like, fucking this stupid no. bitch. It's this one. And she's like, oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, because it happened when she was walking out of the room. It's like the book kind of shrugged, rolled its eyes and went, oh. Yeah, this useless, Jesus Christ. All right, fine. You, are, I know what so you funny. want, but just, yes, it's done. True spell. Maybe what Shannon, you cast was something else. Maybe Shannon Doherty got fired because she would never read the script. <laughs> <laughs> she got there, she couldn't remember the page. She walked out and then we're going to have to special. Yeah, the Book of Shadows talked to HR. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so- I'll tell you what, actually real quick yeah, before we yeah, leave yeah. that, and that image is really funny to me. Like if there is, like, you know how there's, you know how you find out that R2-D2 is actually a guy inside there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be really funny to me. If the book shape, there was a guy <laughs> underneath the pedestal be like- Like a little goblin. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like really bitter about the fact that he never gets recognized. <laughs> <laughs> One day they'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Glorbus, and get back in the <laughs> Fucking, it's Martin Scorsese after the book shape. <laughs> <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. All right. We're I back, baby. Let's watch Okay, so after the after the tiny little man in the book cabinet moves the book, after Scorsese works his magic, um, <laughs> um, they they start telling the truth. They they start telling the truth, mm. and like they have a crack at each other's pimples, and they mm. say some shit, and it's just like ooh. But mm. at no point does it push past like surface level. Because I feel like if you find yourself in that position, it's like you gotta you gotta ask some real real shit. shit. Well, by the way, as well, what pimple, bitch? What yeah. pimple? Yeah, she doesn't even have a fucking yeah. pimple. She doesn't even have. Are you kidding me? It has a life of its own. I went and looked at my face, and I went. Oh, I'm a goblin. Yeah, yeah. I'm if a yeah, freaky little goblin. Alyssa, it made you go like, yeah, if Alyssa Milano saw me in real life, she'd just be like, oh, what the yeah, fuck? She's just like, leper, leper, <laughs> there's a filthy leper. Like, <laughs> dude, fucking I, hell. It's so, it's so annoying that the makeup department didn't even bother like putting like a red dot. Like there's no, yeah. nothing there. Nothing. I'd lick her entire face and not feel a little bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah she has zero <laughs> pimple. It makes me wonder like if it was written into a contract. Cause you know how The Rock can't lose a fight? Yeah. Or, and same with Vin 
Diesel. That's a whole thing in Fast Wait, and Furious. Wait, hold on. Contractually, The Rock can't lose a fight. That's why they hate each Vin other. Diesel, yeah. Of course, heaps of beef. It's bec- in, you'll see in all the Fast and Furious movies where they fight, there is it's contractually like agreed upon that neither of them will lose the fight. It always ends in kind of like a stalemate or like a to be continued. Oh, and there's someone off screen counting the punches. So no, not one person can have more punches than the other. You're a child. That is. You're a child. That is. Do just have M and M's in your rider. Why are you having to be like? <laughs> I can't a lose a fight with this job that everyone knows I am acting. Acting, yeah, dude. And so that's what I'm saying. I wonder if uh, the actress had. I can't remember her name right now. Um, Holly Marie Combs. Yes, Holly Marie. Combs. I wonder if it was written to a contract of like, yeah, but she's not getting a pimple on her face. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not. You, she can't look ugly. Yeah. Boys must be slightly erect the whole time. There's nothing that can put that off. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, 100%. <laughs> we can't that, have... It didn't say anything about the pimple. It just said <laughs> in her contract, it was boys have to have a half chub at all times when Holly Marie comes Women on. must not feel self-conscious. Boys must watch the full 40 minutes without going down. Whatever this entails, you do. And there's that awful noise where it's like, are you kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. What did I just say? That oh, like yeah, like the, the magic noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is Jeez. weird because like you've already you've already built the rules. You know yeah, what I mean like we we understand what's happening. We get happening. it. Everything is truth from now on. Yeah, I think that whole thing would have hit harder without the fucking noise. <laughs> Probably, but you know, whatever. So we cut away from the weird noise and the non-existent people, and but you you bring up a good point of like it's really surface level truths. Yeah, like pimple. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, it's. Oh, uh, Piper standing up to a boss. Piper standing like so, really. No, you finished. Well, you she, she's she's and then uh, Phoebe's like, "So did you stand up to your boss?" And she's like, "No, I caved immediately." <laughs> oh, what? But it's like, what I, just, I just think fucking. I don't know about you, but I is this is what I was thinking of the entire time, right during that, and I wanted to float it at the table. What would that spell look like in a male share house? Oh. It wouldn't. It would result in a fight within the first two minutes. Yeah, you it'd be so? like, "Hey, man, um, are you done with the bathroom?" Yeah, I think I got rid of all the cum. And then, <laughs> like, oh, what? Uh, I don't know, man. What did I just say? And it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like a do 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 noise. It would be like the guitar riff from like Chop Doors. Suey, yeah, or like something like that. Well, it would have been like, yeah, and it would be like, what do you mean the cum? And so, yeah, because you're a fucking slob and you never clean the fucking bathroom and I hate you. Yeah. And yeah. you stink as shit, cunt. Yeah. Oh, did I just say that? Yeah, it would be like, what are yeah. you doing tonight? It's like, we're going to just be hanging out in the group chat <laughs> that that we've made against you that you're not yeah, a part yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, what, what did you do tonight? Oh, nothing. I just got a little drunk and then proceeded to text your ex-girlfriend 14 times. Why yeah. did I say that? Holy oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sorry, bro. Oh, that's all right, man. I sent nudes to my primary school teacher. Like, what? <laughs> By the way, do any... I have a pimple? <laughs> yeah, man, you got fucking heaps of them. You're gross. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, bro. But that's also because boys could say that shit, I feel, and still be friends maybe a little easier. But yeah, yeah, potential. I just feel like a completely... Or is it this? Is it this? Are male share houses more honest? I, you know what? I was actually just about to uh, confirm that by something that happened in the share house that I used to live in with uh, our mates and friends of the pod, uh, Dave Woodhead uh-huh. and Jack. One day I opened up the fridge and I'd made this like beautiful like chicken karahi, like this really nice curry. And uh, I'd, I had heaps left and I opened up the fridge and I opened up my Tupperware container. And what is left like is, oh man, the smallest fucking amount. Oh man. But it's like, it, it's, it's someone's clearly just eaten it from the container. And I'm like, where's all my curry gone? 
And then Dave has just gone, oh, yeah, sorry, bro. I saw it and I just kind of went for it, eh? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that took me fucking ages to make. I was going to eat that for dinner. He's like, I'll get us Guzman. Like, <laughs> I don't want Guzman. I want my curry. So, oh, so okay, so maybe we're getting somewhere. Maybe this spell in a male share house is more like, bro, did you eat my fucking stuff? He's like, yeah, I did it. And then, but I actually care about you really deeply as a friend, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's doing that thing where they're like, yeah, man, it's you were a bit of an asshole last night, weren't you? He's like, yeah, man, I'm really sorry. I apologize for being a bit of a dick. The truth of the matter is uh, I have uh, plenty of flaws and I'm trying to work past them and I really respect your patience yeah. as a bro. And also, yeah. I love you, not in a gay way, but it is a very deep connection that we have. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, man. And then you give each other a big hug and there's no drama. Yeah. Or it goes, it goes that was gay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Sorry. I, no, might, you think, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I was going to say, maybe it's the fact that for guys, I think when we harbor resentment and secrets towards one another, it's more positive. We've got more yes. positive feelings that we don't yeah. share to each other. Whereas with girls, it's more negative, negative feelings that's what I'm that they don't share to each other. Because we're more yeah. upfront with each other about, about like shit. about shit, about tensions, about yeah. hey, what the fuck is this yours, dude? Is this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. yours? Yes. I told you about this, and then but inside you're going like, but you're one of my best friends, bro. I love you. You yeah. know what I mean? Do you know what the do you know what the truth spell is for men? MDMA. Yes. Because you take- Yes, dude. At this share house, we were, a couple of times, we took all MDMA, all of us, all of the boys. We're queer, right? But all of us, all of the boys, we just all just made out with each other. Because we're just like, I love you, dude. Give me a big old smooch. Yeah. I love you, dude. Give me another big old smooch. And yeah. you're just hugging and holding each other. And then the next morning, you're like, hey, man, I love you. And they're like, I love you too. Yeah. Let's never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no problem, brother. And then you take MDMA again, you just do it again. Yeah, that's 100. It's totally MDMA. That, oh, I think we just cracked something. We, Holy shit, I'm actually mind blown by what we've just done just then. Yeah. <laughs> the truth spell for men is just ecstasy. The truth spell for men is, it's like if we were just true to each other, we would just be complimentary and nice and say exactly what we mean to each other. Yeah. Because we actually don't wear it on our sleeve as much as females seem to do. Yeah. We're not taught to. Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe we just solved that. How could I? We deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for that shit. I think so as well. Press the button, celebrate. Oh yeah, do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there dude. we go. Nailed it. All right, okay. So we cut back to uh, with the weird dude in the suit arrives at this lab and is talking mm. to this lab technician and keeps complimenting about the work that he hasn't done yet. So yeah. there's like this mysterious thing. Mm. And then what does he do? There's a third eye in his head that opens up, shoots a laser straight through this guy's brain. Yeah. And, he, and he keeps saying um, like- The vaccine. Yeah, you're going to be the guy that creates the help yeah. that helps create the vaccine. Yeah. The vaccine. The vaccine. He's like, what? But I'm just a stupid technician. Mm. For now. Yeah. 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 And what do you want from me? Your future. And he goes, what is it? You also, hmm. Have you guys noticed that these first two dudes just it didn't fight back really at all? At no. all. Like just really weak kind of just- Laid like, over like bitches. It looks like they were just trying, the only fight they had was look like they were trying to gently rub the other dude's hips. <laughs> oh, oh no, and then he dies. So no one's fighting back. And following this after we've understood that this man has killed, has killed twice and will kill again. We cut back to Prue confessing to the sisters that she did the truth spell. They do the same thing. It's a really superficial round of, oh, well, what do you think about? Um, which is actually quite self-protective. But then Piper also had the idea of like, for the next 24 hours, we just need to lock ourselves in our room and not tell everyone. Where in my head, I'm like, if that happened, I'm asking everyone questions about everything. Of do, course. Are you actually? Yeah, because it expires in 24 hours anyway. No, so they forget. They After forget, hours, you they won't. Forget. No, yeah, exactly. 
So but, I'm like, but what if you hear some shit that you don't like? That's what I'm saying. Then I then once I know that there's shit I won't like, I'll know how to use it afterwards, and they won't remember telling me. No, but that, but but there is like a level. I agree with Alex. There's a level of damage that would come from. For example, if you were like, um, if you're like, what do you really think of my stand-up guys? Mm. And we were like, to be honest, really not good. Like, and we really just think we don't really like it. But then that's like, un, it's like, oh, um, fuck. Well, now yeah, but, it's just oh, hurtful. My, my brain says that to me anyway. True. So I'm like, <laughs> right. so I'm like, I'd right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then maybe I could get out like some genuine uh, positive criticism out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like somebody like, well, actually, man, I think this and this and this and this, and not just about stand up either. Mm. People that I don't know whether like they like me or not, because people that don't yeah. like me, I wouldn't even bother with. Like, yeah. All right, so let's continue. All right, okay. So Prue confesses she did the spell. They find out, and Prue essentially is still hoping to get an answer from Andy about the witch stuff. Uh, then they highlight the fact that the memory spell, the truth spell, has a 24 hour time limit on it. They'll remember everything, but no one else will remember anything. Mm. So uh, Phoebe ends using this. Phoebe goes to Andy and he, she goes to the cop shop and starts investigating these murders because Great of her premonition. Great, Great fucking scene. scene. Because the bit I like the most is at the end, he goes, what's happened? And she goes, don't say that. Yeah. Because mm. then she would have had to tell the yeah. truth. It's just a really great, well done scene. Quick, quick. We got every all the information done. Yeah. She puts Andy yep. in a position where if he tells anyone that he told her that, he's going to get fired as yep. fuck. Yeah. It's... That, yeah, I really liked that scene. It was a really good scene. Um, so suddenly she has all the information. She has the information that um, they found two bodies with what seemed like gunshot wounds in the head, but there's no bullet and there's no exit wound. Mm. They also found a button at the scene of the lab technician murder. With a mysterious alloy. With a mysterious Because in the alloy. future, buttons are different. Yeah. <laughs> Metal's different in the future, motherfucker. Um, and so then she's like, oh, she starts putting the pieces together. And uh, then Prue uh, and Andy organized dinner. And so Andy eventually calls her back, a little nudge from Phoebe to get her to call Prue back. And uh, Sandwich Girl comes back into Prue's office while this is happening. Hmm. And Hannah, the redhead that's like second in charge, also comes in and she grabs the last turkey no mayo sandwich. But because she's been influenced by the truth spell, she just goes, oh, no, I'm only getting it because you want it. Mm. And my mission is to destroy you. To destroy you. The first little glimpse I think that we see of like, oh, these people are... It's not just the like villains. Yeah, it's it's like oh, these are probably going to be the big bads in yeah. some way. Yeah, it's the first like very overt some shits going down. Hugh, that Hugh Grant motherfucker comes in and is like mm. oh, nothing like a little bit of healthy competition in the office. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> good. I mean, well written again. Yeah, I just like the scene. I think it's really clever. Mm. And uh, no, there was something I didn't like about it. Well, they go back to the office, Hannah and Hugh Grant, and she lights his cigar for him with, with her, her breath. breath. Yeah. With her what? Math, breath. Mouth breath. <laughs> With her mouth breath. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, sorry, daddy. Yeah. I didn't mean to get all angry. And I thought this was the one where she becomes the demon face. Remember, she doesn't she have like a demon face? Does she have a demon face? I, I swear there's an episode where she makes her face a demon in the last I think, one. I think there is, but I actually don't think we've got to it yet. Oh, oh no, you, you you haven't seen past the episodes we're doing, have you, Will? No. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, there must be. We oh, then maybe, we, the, they've, maybe they've shown that they're the big bad earlier. Yeah, then. my bad. Yeah, okay. saying that like they must do some freaky fucking. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like actually a demon, like yeah. a proper demon. Yeah. They have a fun dynamic. Like, I like the two of them. It's weird. It's There seedy. needs to be it's more of them, though, because it's sort of like, these guys, oh, yeah, they're sort of, they were in the first episode. Mm. Yeah. 
But they're the they're the fucking where all those annoying like Newtown relationships started. You know what I mean? Where it's like, ah, uh, they're dynamic. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's like oh, I w- I would love to get someone that looks at you like the demon chick looks at oh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There's like really weird kind of like super codependent emo relationships. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we bite each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the girl says something really freaky and like ridiculous. I'll murder you all. Then he might, that's just Bunyan being herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What cunt? Yeah, I I think it's because of fucking shit like this. We see that and someone's like, that's cute. That's cute that they're like demons together. Is that kind of like a- Find someone that's your demon. Is that kind of relationship that excuses bad behavior through kink? Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, no, no. She she loves to wind me. Me up, yeah, because yeah. she's my baby doll or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, no, she's been a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> just like, what are you, what are you talking about? And you're tolerating it under this fetishized umbrella. She's yeah. my little knife in my rib cage every couple. Exactly, of days. exactly. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. She just she she pushed me down the stairs because she's just she just likes. To yeah, that's what she do when she get horny. That's what she does. <laughs> when she gets horny, she abuses me. Yeah, <laughs> it's just what we do, and it's like raw. That's what we. He's my it's little cute. demon. I'm his. I'm his little succubus. All that shit. Dude, it's I, gross, I, bro. I'm his little parasite. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's disgusting, man. I can't stand when people make their kinks and their fetishes. Like, wh- whatever you're into, what you're into. Mm. But when you make that your public persona and identity, drives me out the fucking wall. It's like, because that, that shit can be real hot when it's just like you, too, you guys yeah. doing it. Yeah. But then when you're going out referring to like your partner seriously consistently as daddy, mm. Or baby girl, it's fucking. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to have a beer and chill yeah. out. Yeah, and you're like, she's just my little baby girl. When we get home, we're gonna spank her. It's like, shut up, gross, bro, gross, dude. Because the key to a good, like, the couples that we all like are the ones that just aren't couples when they're outside. Yeah, you know what I mean. Are the ones that say, like, oh, it's just you're hanging out. Sick. Yeah. It's funny how like we feel about straight couples, how our parents used to feel about gay couples. Yeah, which oh, is yeah. Just throw it in our face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just uh, whatever they do behind closed doors, that's their business. Yeah. But right now we're having a parmesan. Yeah, because I imagine them eating parmesan too, like gay. It's coming. Hey, babe, like tables over here. Oh, I mean, here there's children go. here. Jesus, <laughs> how dare you go out and live your life yeah. holding hands? It's just gross when you see someone really like intensely into someone else. And I'm sure, hey, I'm sure you think it's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure you're like, oh, this passion. I almost want to kill you how much I love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's a great movie, cunt. But when I have to split rent with you, yeah, keep it toned down. When I, when I went to the movies with my mate last week, we saw this couple and they had a little bit of popcorn and they were like throwing, like they were like playfully throwing one piece at a time and like snuggling each other. And I just went, hey dude, that? Mm. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he went, well, you just hate straight couples. And no. I went, no, no, no. Because if it was two little gay boys doing it to each other, I'd be pissed off as well. Dude, yeah. don't throw popcorn at me. Yeah. It was just like, eh. and they were snuggling and I was like, get to the movie cinema. And then guess what you do at this theater? Not that either. Cunt. Yeah. Do you know what would do you know what would do you know what would annoy me less than watching two people flirtatiously throw food at each other? Mm. Just seeing someone go down on someone in a movie theater. Because I know I'm like, whatever, we've all been fifteen or sixteen before. Right. But let's like I don't have to look at that. But yeah. then with, if there's popcorn flying all over the place, it's just like You have a weird set of values. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Fifteen year olds eating each other out, fine. fine. <laughs> people throw popcorn, popcorn get the fuck out. <laughs> Alright, let me just clarify what I just said. When I said 15, 16, I mean like that's the only age group where it is acceptable to suck someone off in a movie theater. 
Not right. that it's actually acceptable, but I mean, if you see two 30-year-olds <laughs> doing it, you're like, why don't you have a place who lives with their mum? It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, you, I, I now a, know what you mean. There's okay. a bathroom here. Use the fucking bathroom. Yes. Yeah, because no one, I nearly, oh, dude, no, never mind. All right, let's go on. Say it, then we'll cut it. No, I was going to say, no one wants to see 30-year-old dick, but no one really wants to see 15-year-old dick. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? That's more questionable. But uh, no, I'll tell you what it is. No, I'll tell you what it is, is because when you see 15-year-old dick, you remember you. Yeah. Like you remember yeah. your time and you go, oh, like I used to, the circle of life <laughs> Why starts does playing. Still look like that? You, dude, every time I see a 50 year old having a chick go down him, I just hear, because I'm like, oh, I was there and you will become me and I will die and then I will become you again. <laughs> Do you know what it feels like at the end of that? I need someone in a suit to be like, your honor, the defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, I'm representing myself in court where I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm like, I brought my own speaker and I'm like, this is my entire defense. The jury, the jury just stands up, starts yeah. clapping. Yeah. 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 We find the charges of indecent yeah. assault on a minor to be false. Yeah. The judge literally tears up my yeah. papers. Get out of here, yeah, yeah. you hero. The only thing this man is guilty of is rekindling his youth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Moonlight Cinemas. That's the breeding ground of it all. Anyway, we'll keep going. All right. Okay. All right, take that. <laughs> so what are we up to? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's revealed, obviously, the botch, uh, the botch and the bitch. The, bis, the bitch and the boss lady uh, up to something. Mm. Now, Piper, back at the house, Piper and Leo are finally alone. And mm. Piper has the opportunity to get the truth out of him because he's mm. under the truth spell. And that is when she makes a move. William, you have your hand up. This was where I think I come into being a genius mm -hmm. because throughout every single time in this episode, when someone has forcefully said the truth, there's the whew, yeah. remember? The mm -hmm. whooshing sound. Mm. There isn't that in this scene. No, there isn't. There isn't that. And I think that this was just purely like they had the mutual feelings and this wasn't the spell at work. This ah. was the two of them rekindling. And there's another line at the end that sort of uh, protects, like that backs up my theory. Yes. But I think this is genuine, nothing to do with the truth spell. I think ah. they both had these feelings and they said it unattained by the spell. Yeah. Nice. Reckon, okay, that's I kind of beautiful. Bang on. Because can we agree, like as far as Piper and Leo go, man, it oh. doesn't fucking chemistry. He is so hot. He's gorgeous. He's I hot. like them together a lot. Yeah. It actually pisses me off a little bit when Alyssa Milano keeps trying to snake it. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, Holly Marie comes in this kind of is very good. Yeah. I like yeah. them. And also, I the writing in that scene, that scene's a good scene. Because hmm. like, how do you feel about girls that make the first move? Mm. And he's like, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still waiting, waiting for it. Yeah, and dude. then he's like, how do you feel about guys, guys that make, make the, the second, second move? move? And they make out again. Yeah. And it's like, this is good. And he needs a new shirt. And it's it's just- That was a mwah, clean scene. that was said in Newtown, it was like, what do you think about guys making the second move? Well, I think power imbalance is really important. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't agree with your statement on heteronormativity that suggests yeah. that one or the other is not equal. Why does it have to be a move? Have you thought about people in wheelchairs? <laughs> Why well, can't you make a roll? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes they move faster though, you know, like on downhill. It doesn't matter. I, they're differently abled. I don't think it's, I think they're differently abled. I don't think they're disabled. And that is because you try and beat someone in a wheelchair downhill. That's a great point. So you're saying they have some advantages that you and I will never be able to possess. Yeah, if you want to beat him, you just take the stairs. But <laughs> at the same time, 
there's ways for them to absolutely smoke you. True. So you're saying like in the rest of the rest of life, good to be someone with working legs. When you're at that festival where they roll the cheese down the hill, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better have a wheelchair on you, dude. Yeah, that's in that town. It's just all people with wheelchairs, and there's like one guy with working legs. There's like fuck these yeah. people. I never win this fucking. Oh yeah, race. yeah. Just the dude in the wheelchair chasing the giant cheese. <laughs> like, way- Stephen's always killing this. The way that cheese hits the fence at the end is like. It could kill you. Like, it's yeah. fucking... Would you take it? If you, if I give you, like, $1,000, like, you have to stand at the bottom and take the cheese? I'd be dead. Oh, yeah, no you think way. So? Yeah, you're It's not that big, is it? No, dude, it's, like, a, a solid 20 kilo wedge of, wedge of cheese. Oh, 10 yeah, might it, might, dude, it might even be more. What's, like, the, it's what's the price point where you have to take that cheese to the stomach? No, I'm not. no. You're I, not going to do it? It would kill me. Dude, it'd crush you. It'd crush your fucking stomach. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably get Houdini'd by a roll of cheese. We'd be going 400 <laughs> kilometers an hour, and it's about 20 kilometers. It would fucking mess you up. Not to it, mention the fact that even if the impact didn't hit you, your head hitting the ground after the impact would just smash your head wide open. All right. Yeah, no, that's... You guys win this one. <laughs> but I don't know, but... I think I'd be fine. And I'd do it for a couple of grand. Do you know what I would take for a couple of grand, though? Mm-hmm. Oh. A big old dick in your yeah, butt. Yeah, boom. <laughs> mate, Press it. Mate, I'd take that for free. <laughs> You got me. The idea of getting the idea of getting paid twenty grand to get fucked. I'm like, oh man, Are you, that's a win-win. Um, okay, so all right, so what would you take? You didn't say what you would take. Uh, it's uh, if Stephen, the guy in the wheelchair, uh, if he's going down the hill instead of the cheese, but he's coming for me, and I have to try and dodge him. He's moving fast. I'm a little mo- bit more mobile, but he's just got to not touch me at all. Because if he goes no. over an ankle at that speed, that leg's done. You're forever. fucked, yeah. I'm fucked. You join his family. I'm going to be in his... <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a nice moment of solidarity when next year we're actually in it together. <laughs> we're both in the wheelchair going down after the cheese. All right. Okay. So uh, Phoebe goes and talks to Prue in the office at the Buckland Auction House to tell her what she's found out from Andy and all the information. And in the hallway, she passes Tanya, the sandwich girl. Mm. And then she recognizes her from her initial premonition. Yeah. That is the girl that's going to die. That's right. And so then she goes and starts chasing after her. Meanwhile, creepy three-eyed weird suit dude is looking for Tanya. Yeah. So they're in the elevator together. The elevator's packed. It's Tanya, five other cunts, and this dude in the suit. And then he goes, Miss Parker, I presume. And she goes, yeah, you've been very hard to find. And everyone's standing around just ignoring. Like a Japanese subway. Yeah, Yeah, they're just like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. normal. Just don't look. Just don't look. It's like, all right, well, this woman's clearly about to get assaulted. (laughs) No one wants to walk her to her car. No. Anyway, so I've got a business meeting to (laughs) attend. I've got a business meeting. No, I don't have time to save a life. (laughs) And um, then he, because he, here's the thing, he's been pretty sus. Car park, mm. middle of night probably. Mm-hmm. A, a, a science lab with no one around at presumably midnight, whenever. Mm. Then he goes, fuck it. Middle of the day, busy car park. Yeah. He's just assaulting this woman. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. And Phoebe chases after him and uh, interrupts the assault. Mm. And then easily pushed him. Pushed and he him. instantly stopped it, which yeah. makes you think what the other two blokes are doing. She bottles also, him. She bottles she him bottles twice. Him. It's, it also made me go like, because at that point they haven't revealed why he wants the sandwich girl. 
And I remember just watching it being like, what the fuck do you need this sandwich this girl This dude's for? hungry. Like, as if he, he was going to be like, you make the sandwich that gives <laughs> the guy enough protein to come up with the idea for the vaccine. Turkey no mayo is the key. Part. She says the thing, she's like, what, do you really think he wants me? That's what Tony said. I'm like, no, cunt. He doesn't want the sandwich intern that works at the museum. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, no. You stay exactly like this for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I do. I, mean, I must do something special. And no, no, you no. baby out. That's special. That baby is sick, but you average as fuck. That baby, that baby is turkey with mayo. You're the turkey <laughs> with mayo, bitch. <laughs> So yeah, the assault is interrupted surprisingly easily. They drive back and Phoebe is like, takes Tanya back to the house. She explains everything that's happened to her mm. and she obviously doesn't believe it, which is insane considering she saw the three I eyes. I know, she yeah. saw a guy almost laser her eye and she goes, demons, really? <laughs> Please. It's like, babe, we're going to play this game. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's what you choose not to believe. So she explains everything to Tanya and then when she touches Tanya on the leg, mm. um... Uh, essentially just to skip forward just a little bit mm. she has the premonition that oh she's pregnant and it's going to be the baby that the guy's after mm. meanwhile um, Piper quits Piper That's quits right. Quake and Martin <laughs> refuses to hire anyone else and she's like fuck you go fuck yourself and then walks out why would I why would I hire someone else when you're going to do all the work for me yeah, yeah that's it's, the one it's perfect yeah and I so get sorry, all Pi the people for half, half the, the price. price I'm so sorry Piper I, I don't know why I just said that yeah well it doesn't matter I quit and then storms out. Beautiful moment. Great moment, Good moment. Piper. Good moment, Piper. Um, and and so when Piper is home and Phoebe's filling her in and it's like, mm. oh, the, the, the sandwich lady is going to have an important baby, mm. and uh, <laughs> and whatnot. At the same time, like we need to tell Prue because they've joined the dots. The man in the suit now know, probably knows where Tanya is. Meanwhile, Prue uh, is showing Andy her powers in the office. Mm. So she's moving that weird little triangle. Andy's not taking it particularly well. Mm. But to be fair to Andy. With all the information he's just received, Prue's like, I need to know if this is okay with you. And he's like, honestly, I don't know. Mm. Which is a reasonable answer as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. I'll tell you what though. The only thing, it is a reasonable answer, but like, remember when they had sex a couple episode, episodes ago and he was like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. Remember? Like, oh, and yeah. when you, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that was because she was a witch, bro. Yeah. Pussies don't vibrate. Yeah. It's like, stick with this. <laughs> like it, it's going to be, you just get more of that. Yeah, see, that's in my head. I'm like, what blew your mind so much that you can't handle a little bit of magic? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, but my thing as well, which does sort of weed me out and annoy me, is um, Piper. This has been building up for a while. Pro, mm. sorry, wanting mm. to wanting to tell Andy that she's a witch, and instead of like tell, she goes, I could tell you. Or I could show you. It's like if I was telling my friend I was gay for the first time, this is like a big secret. Mm. I'm not going to go, I could tell you. Yeah. Or I could, I could show, show you. you. I just yeah. suck a big cock in front and of them. And then tell me what you want. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what, what you need. need. <laughs> tell me <laughs> <about> your <laughs> name. I'll be on the way. I'm going to just tell. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. And yeah. then if they don't believe me, then I'll prove. But the whole like, I'm a cut to desk flying across the room. Like just yeah. say it. Yeah. To be fair, if you, I think that's how you should come out now. Yeah, I think, I think you should just like sure, press a tell. button and and just play Montero. Yeah, and just be like join the pieces together, can't? Yeah, there's no bioerasure if you go. I could tell you, or I could show you. Because <laughs> yeah, she she moves the little pyramid thing, and I I if I was me as fucking Andy in that moment, I'd be like, so that's what you did with the dildo that came out of, in and out of my ass. <laughs> that's that's how you did that. That's awesome. 
All right. Okay. So uh, we've sort of skipped forward a little bit, but all the points are kind of the same. Um, but Phoebe and Piper have worked out that the demon is probably actually from the future, right? Mm. Um, and so because of the magic metal button, they wrote that in. Like after they went, fuck how the a button falls off. Yeah, and it's metal and the fucking it's from the future. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Sure. We're filming tomorrow, so yeah. Yeah. So it's uh and so okay so what happens now all right so um Phoebe uh goes to try and save Prue because she realizes she's in danger yes because because the, the demons clocked on that he can just kill yeah. the witch yeah. and uh, so obviously the demon comes and the warlock comes and mm. sees Prue yeah which can I make a real point real quick it's so funny to me that this dude can just get in the fuck anywhere yeah. because it's nighttime the museum's fucking closed the He's house is there. closed he can't go through walls yeah. he can't go through walls but apparently very charming off screen also, <laughs> just walks up a security guard they're like this guy's alright let him in let's go also two fucking points number one this guy assaulted a woman in the car park mm. two this is a fucking expensive high level auction house yeah. you don't have any security? That's what I'm saying. It's like he's just walking through the halls. Yeah, unless like, he killed them all. It's a good point. Maybe he killed them all. He could have killed, killed them all. Them. He could have transfigured into a cat. A lot of things. And he said this one line which pisses me off. He goes, I've got eight and a half months to find Tanya. I've got all the time on the side. Or you've got fucking years, cunt. Here's what I do if I'm mm. from the future. Hey, man, we're going to send you back. Not... Mm when she's still pregnant, as soon as she gives birth, we're going to send you back to that moment. You're going to pick up the little half face and you're just going to ring its neck and we'll shoot you back in. It'll be 10 seconds. Yeah, he's like, should I bring the third eye? And they're like, oh no, you no, literally won't need it. It's a baby. You'll figure it out. And where are you going to dump me? Like you're going to dump me a couple streets away. We're going to put you in the room. Yeah. Because we know where it was born. We're going to put yeah. you in the operating room. You're just going to pull it out of it, ring its neck. In fact, Jesus. bring it back. Dude, yeah. you don't even need to fucking do that. You wait till she takes the baby home. You break it at night. You just literally throw a blanket over it. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And it does that thing the babies do where they go, well, guess I'm going to die out of nowhere. Yeah. And then it just does that. Uh, just shout that. out to all the listeners that have experienced cut death. I would like to apologize. Uh, <laughs> our thoughts are with you. But it's just like, send him back then. That's the thing. But yeah. anyway, there's some sort of issue. The button, I think. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of like that Tim, Tim, uh, fucking Tim Robinson episode where he's like, well, then what's the show? You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's the show? He's like, wait, shouldn't I be sent Back when the baby just gets born, they're like, yeah, but we have to get like 25 minutes of content out of it. Just please go back. <laughs> so then obviously, so Prue fights, and I'm sorry, it's not Phoebe that joins her, it's Piper. So Prue pushes the demon against the wall and runs out and goes to the fucking basement for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then the guy obviously comes out and starts following her and that when he's like, I've got eight and a half months to find you. Mm. And yes. Piper comes in and uh, Prue and demon warlock three-eyed cunt start <laughs> strangling her. Piper comes in, freezes, mm. crowbars him out of crowbars her out of his like grip. Mm. They stand there like, we'll hit him, we'll hit him. And they're like, oh, I can't hit a man that's still. Mm. And then he unfreezes, turns, and then purely reflexively, Piper sticks the crowbar up, gets him in his third eye. Mm. Guy dies instantly, gets yeah. sucked up into a vacuum. Prue delivers the best line of the episode when she goes, I love it when they clean up after themselves. Yeah, but, uh, My favorite bit of the episode as well is when they're arguing, you do it, you do it. It's like a fun moment. Mm. It is, yeah, it's fun and silly. Okay, and then it ends, they go, they're back at the house. So Prue goes to Andy's house. Yeah, that's goes right, like, I it's need 8 o'clock. It's like about to hit 8 o'clock at yes. 7.59. Yeah. And I have so to know. She has to know. Um, he can't give her an answer. And then he says, no, honestly, no, I don't think so. Not right if now. If I had to say right now, yeah. then no. That's the Fair thing. enough, man. You've been cucked every single episode. Yeah. 
she's left you at the altar every time. Mm. You you find it uncomfortable that she's a witch? Mm. Fair enough, dude. Yep. She's a lot of work. She's a piece of work. Also, from memory, the, the this season starts episode. This, it's the backstory of Andy is that he just went through a divorce or something, isn't it? Like he's he's got out of a big relationship. Oh, I don't remember that. To the best of my knowledge, because they, they keep mentioning how it's the first time they've both been in the same town and single together since. Oh, true. oh right. Because I think I watched the first episode about four years ago. So, fuck, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, he he gives it a no. She leaves. It's all done. They end up all back doing the thing at Quake, where they're all having nice drinks at the end. There's a moment. Mm. Yeah. So there's a moment here. So they're all at Quake having drinks, and then Leo comes comes back to talk to Piper. Yes. And he goes, um, hey, Piper, um, I just had a weird feeling. Did I? And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I enjoyed it. Mm. So he went, oh, did I? Oh, sexually assault Piper? That's the, because that's oh, what it implies. right. Yeah, he's like, did I do something bad? Yeah, he's like, I had a funny feeling that I might have. And she goes, no, 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 I really liked it. Yeah. That is concerning. I don't know if it implied sexual assault. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, it was just regret. Uh, yeah, no, I think he just was like, uh, he, I mean, I don't think it's sexual. Yeah, I, I don't think it implies sexual assault. Well, in my mind, because like, I, I had a really weird feeling that I might have. And then he goes, and she goes, no, no, no. Like, I liked it. Well, they both like each other. And I think he, he was like that gnawing feeling of like, I think I've done something that I feel guilty or I shouldn't have, which well, is like, okay, you know, when you get, well, that's where my mind jumps. You know, so. when you like sort of get a little drunk and then you tell someone that you're into them. And mm. then afterwards you're like, man, should I have done that? Mm. And then you have to follow it up and they're either like, actually that was dope or they're like, yeah, that was, that was weird. Yeah. You have yeah, to be yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry. Fair enough. I was, uh, I was, I was 18. I didn't know how to talk to you. I was really, am I projecting? So, <laughs> and then they're all there and then Phoebe Martin comes back and sees Piper and, and they're like, what the hell are you doing here? We need you in the kitchen. We're down a sous chef. And then that's when she puts her foot down for good. Cause he can't remember the conversation. He mm. doesn't remember that she quit. And then she's like, you need a new sous chef. You need a new busboy. You need a new waiter. I can't do all this. And then he's like, all you had to do was that. The next scene should have been his funeral. After that, when he, when he was like, all you had to do was ask. It's, she should have walked out. It's like, I, I just killed Martin. <laughs> yeah. I fro- what, what's that power? Phrasing? Yeah. yeah. I froze Martin's blood. Yeah. And that fag is dead. Yeah, he's dead now. I'm the boss of this place. <laughs> he's got, yeah, I'm running the shop like yeah. I had been for the past three weeks because yeah. he was out in France. Imagine how angry you would be if that was your if that was your grandpa so long with your fucking boss and then he just went with the fucking smuggest face, just went, all you had to do is ask. He'd like, be dead. And you could freeze time, get, um, I would like position like heaps of plates to fall on his head, mm. stand over here. So how could I have possibly done that? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, that gay guy's skull is all over the place. Yeah. Clearly it wasn't me. Yeah. Who's second in charge? Oh, it's Piper, who's been doing a great job this entire yeah, time. Yeah, chuck her at the top. Shock. Yeah. Also, Quake is always packed. It's always yeah. packed. Oh, I had one more note here. Mm. When uh, she walks into the kitchen to tell Martin, you see a shot of the food go out, mm-hmm. and it's the worst it looks disgusting. fucking food I've yeah, ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Something about like 90s food just is the grossest thing in the entire world. It looks cold Dude, and it weird. Was like, it looked like prison food. It's like chicken, mashed potato, steamed veg, no sauce. Yeah. It's horrendous. And we're supposed to believe this is the most popular place. Yeah. Now, maybe they're going for that whole, it's quake. It's like, oh, we do a post-earthquake chic. There's not a lot of food around. <laughs> it's still going to cost you 40 bucks. Every every fucking dish is the pasta that they make in a series of unfortunate events for <laughs> Cal No Love. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> where it's just pasta that they found in the drawer and they go, pasta, like pasta doesn't go off, by the way. <laughs> like, That's like, so fucking <laughs> Like pasta. Four strands of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll make pasta putinesca. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you orphan cunt. Yeah, you don't know. First off, you don't know how to make pasta putinesca. Secondly, that pasta is definitely, it's been in his drawer. Of his attic, by the way, not it. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh no, it was in the kitchen. Even if it was in the kitchen, the damp haunted castle that he lives in. <laughs> yeah, I sh- don't eat that. Pasta it's crazy put- that it lives like that. Yeah, I'm just getting sidetracked, but it's crazy that Count Olaf lives like that. No, at well, all. he's a drama. T- he lives like a Newtown drama freak. He totally right? he does. does. Yeah. He lives in rambles. By the way, that is what Newtown should be. But yeah. no one wants to come with, with the actual life of being a poor creative. <laughs> you still need your parents to pay for your rent. Newtown should just be a million of Count Olaf castles all the way down and then I know you're about it. You <laughs> for, our, I mean? for our international listeners, uh, think America and Portland. Uh, yeah. If you're from the UK, think London and Camden. If you're from Belgium, I don't know, Bruges. Thank God for Sam Bowden, fancy dude. And arty. Yeah. yeah, I spent a couple of years in Europe, whatever. <laughs> kind of an intolerable douche. How many turkey sandwiches? How much? How many mayo? Or how many, how many turkey sandwiches with no mayo out of ten? Yeah. I'll start. Mm-hmm. Go. I give it a five. I think it was fairly good. Mm. Bit boring, had its problems. I'm going to go with uh, six turkey, no mayo sandwiches out of 10 for the same reason. And I felt the end was a little anticlimactic. And overall, I'm like, the journey with Prue and Andy was probably the most interesting part, Mm. but they had to obviously put a villain in and it just felt a little bit ham-fisted. Yeah, this was like a character building episode because the villain sucked. Uh, and this whole thing of like the vaccine. What is the vaccine? What is it against? Warlocks. Getting yeah. a vaccination against warlocks is fucking lame. Yeah. So the, it was a weird little villain. It, it was all. It, it was all just. I, I'll tell you what. I do like the gimmick of a truth spell. I think that's like a fun little yeah. thing. But it was all supposed to be like, okay, well, this episode we need Andy and Prue to that do something. So we have, but we have to make it. We have to package it in. It's still charmed. Yeah. And I think because of that, yeah, I'm probably gonna give it a five as well. Yeah, I think there was. I think there's probably more stuff they could have done with the truth spell. To be honest, well, I think yeah, could have made tru- that the focus. It was the truth yeah. spell with no fun, and as you just said, Alex, it was a 45 minute episode just for Prue to find out about Andy's mm. feelings about her. Yeah, it, it, it. Again, it's just one of those episodes where they're like, "All right, this is going to be important in a couple episodes from now. Yeah. We need to do it now." And I'm sure that a couple episodes from now are going to be sick, but this one kind of a little bit boring. Thank you very much for listening. Guys, uh, it's good to be back. We're back. Thank you very much for tuning back in. We shall be back again much sooner than we have been last time. All right. Much love. Talk to you soon.